Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And I'm currently in Tobago in the South Caribbean as part of the Trinidad and Tobago uh, two islands. And uh, I'm traveling here, then heading over to South America. We have on our show today a special guest from Germany. I think he's the first guest that we've had who's actually in Germany. Uh, so he's actually in Cologne, uh, one of the most beautiful cities uh, with the spectacular uh, uh, you know, cathedral there, the Cologne Cathedral. And uh, he's the founder of Travel Dudes. Uh, what a great URL, what a great website, Travel Dudes. And uh, he's going to be sharing more about the website, uh, how he started it up, uh, how he uh, generates income through TravelDudes.org, and uh, about some of his favorite travels, uh, uh, um, you know, traveling around the world. So, Melvin, uh, tell us a little bit about a backstory. You're from Germany. You travel the world. You've set up Travel Dudes. Uh, so maybe take us back to the beginning. What got you so passionate about travel? Well, going all the way back to uh, um, to travel, I can't really remember it because I was a um, tiny child and my parents um, took me onto a road trip from the East Coast to the West Coast in the USA. But I was just like five years old. But um, since then, because my parents love to travel, I've been always abroad at least once per year. And um, yeah, and after going to school and all these kind of things, um, I became um, a, a travel agent. So it was still like all about travel. And um, at the moment I had like enough money, I was traveling. And at some point, like um, I was traveling for, for three months in, in Indochina, um, the typical route which a lot of people start with is like with Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam and Laos. And it's like when we started Travel Dudes as a kind of a travel diary. Um, at that time, I guess there were already blocks, but I didn't even know that there were blocks. It's, it's like 15, 16 years ago. Um, but yeah, we, we just wrote for our, um, for our family and friends and it got already popular. And from there on, we realized, yeah, okay, that's, it's nice to have a travel diary, but we should also like share some travel tips because like the best tips were always like from other travelers or like from the locals. And we wanted to share our experience. So we started also like adding a section a category with travel tips. And we very soon realized, obviously, we are not the only ones who love to travel. So we started to open a community. And then at the beginning, no one really cared if you started community. And it was just like um, us writing our experiences there. And um, But yeah, over the years, I mean, we kept on doing this. And it got bigger and bigger. And people joined. And now it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big website, a big community, a social travel platform. And um, I do this now. I run Travel Dudes full time for 10 years now. Amazing, amazing. Uh, you know, uh, you know a lot to unpack there. Uh, firstly, let's start with the origin in terms of like uh, who started it, uh, because you mentioned we. So uh, it is travel dudes, uh, plural. So who are the travel dudes? Who are the original? The travel. Well, it was me and a very good mate, a good um, friend, um, Olivier, um, and we know already also um, each other since like high school and stuff like that, and. Um, but yeah, at some point, like um, there was really that um, decision to make: do we run this show together on this website? And and at the moment, I wanted to run it full time, and he simply couldn't go for it full time. And I decided, okay, let's I do it on my own, and I see where this ends. Uh, yeah, that's where I am now, and um, by now I've got a team around of of several travel dudes, team members who help me um, to run the website and the, the company. Um, but I think the focus is really not just like on us and that's why it's also like 
travel dudes and not just like me because it was never me in focus it was always like sharing the the, the passion for travel um with everyone else so it, it was never like a typical blog where it's just like about one person um it, it's really should include all kind of travelers so it's also not got it doesn't have a real focus on on solo um, or family travel or luxury or budget it combines really everything so like when we set it up from the structure we made sure that you've got all these kind of different categories and, and filters so that you can share your own kind of experiences but also find the experience you're looking for Awesome. So why don't we take us back to those 10 years ago, because now you've built it up successfully, but I'm sure it's been a roller coaster of ups and downs, struggles, you know, obviously good times and bad times. So why don't you uh, highlight some of the key moments uh, that allowed you to get to where you are now? Because it's one thing to look at it now, but I think it's really good to unpack the journey. Um, tell us about the last 10 years, about both the good and the bad. Well, I think the, the best one was really to quit the job. <laughs> Um, it was like um, I've, I've worked for a great company, um, which um, is in, in the part of um, the business section, the BCD Travel, a big company, well, formerly Hapag Lloyd in, in Germany. And um, but I realized, even having a, a great job and in a great team in Cologne, I realized that there, at the moment, there were always changes. Um, my boss came to me and said, like, well, not just like to me, but also to my colleagues, and, and said, well. You can be people don't like changes. So she said, well, you can be lucky to, 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 to still have the job um, after all the financial crisis and stuff like that. And for a specific amount of time, she was right with that. But after so many years um, and still listening to this kind of sentence, I've started actually to go around and like to my colleagues. And when they were like in a bad mood and I just had this, I, I told them, well, you can be still lucky to have your job. But I said it out of a joke. Um, and they looked at me and like, um, why are you saying that to me? And I realized they don't really get it that I don't take it serious anymore, but they were taking it serious. And at that moment, I realized I need to get out of here. It's, um, it's, it was an amazing job, good company, and I liked it. Um, it, it well, it formed my life in a really good way. Um, but yeah, that was the moment when I got out and um, I got like um, a good money out of that, leaving the company. And that's like when I traveled for half a year through Australia, New Zealand. And that's at that moment, I decided to go full time with Travel Dudes and invest already with that trip into, into the website. So the, um, starting with producing videos, getting into that, but also like um, in, in relaunching the website uh, with a new design. And, and obviously, like you said, there's a big up and downs all the time. If you're an entrepreneur and you you run your own business, it's it's always it's part of the journey. It's part of the fun. Oh, tell me about it. You know, I've run a few different businesses over the last five years. Everything from event production. I used to do conferences, uh, uh, big conferences like two or three hundred people over one, two, and three days. And oh, it was so challenging. And people would say, "Oh, what an amazing conference!" And yes. you do such a fabulous job. But they didn't see how many gray hairs I was getting and how stressful it was. And uh, you know, I can definitely relate on many angles. And also, even with my online businesses, it is it is tough. And uh, I, I'm glad we're talking about that because. Uh, um, sometimes you hear about digital nomads and they boast about, hey, we're traveling the world, we're making all this money, but they don't really share about, uh, we're also in debt, we're also struggling, we're also having fights with the spouses, and we're, uh, you know, uh, really uh, emotionally um, exhausted, uh, stressed out, et cetera, et cetera. So 
Um, tell us about some of your darkest moments. I mean, let's just go there. Tell us about some of your hardest no, moments because the things that you don't want anybody to know about are well, the like, things that everyone needs to learn. Because um, you know, like uh, we avoid uh, telling people about our dark moments because we think okay. no one will relate. Um, you know, um, uh, what if they judge me? What if they reject me? But actually, no, I can. I'm happy to share this that people can relate with. Go on, go yeah, on. Uh, tell us more. I think it's 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 like. Um, well, it was very, very dark, but I've learned a lot out of it. And I think I got a very big, important message. And I think this is a message I can really just share also for others. Um, because, I mean, it's now two, three years ago, and we had a new relaunch. And this is now what you see on Travel Loot. I came up with a brilliant, brilliant idea to have, like, the first social travel platform. Because when you see content out there um, with social media, at that time, social media w was already getting, like, very popular popular and a kind of a noise and I realized that we need to filter this um, because like as a blogger someone follows a blogger but the bloggers are traveling the world and they inspire you maybe to travel to Cape Town and then you don't want to follow the blogger maybe to the next destination you want now to travel to Cape Town or to any other destination to Germany to the to Florida to Mexico I don't know where but they need more information about that and a blogger provides some really good information, but it's also like a bit limited. It's a couple of articles and social media postings. And what I realize is that we need to filter um, the internet, um, the social media channels, and um, on the destinations. So on Travel Dudes, you're able to find um, social media content, tweets from other people for a destination. And, and I'm still amazed at the amazing amount of content you find from people you would never have found yourself on Twitter or any, anywhere else. And even if you're not interested into a destination, you might be interested into a category. Let's say food. You love food, but you don't have planned any trips for the next couple of months or weeks. So you, um, you, you are following food on Travel Dudes, and suddenly you find a tweet of someone who did a cooking course in Thailand or anywhere else in the world, or Iceland, I don't know where. And you say, wow, that is incredible. Um, I want to travel there and do this cooking course. And that's what I realized. So I came up with the concept of the social travel platform, included it into Travel Dudes, um, paid a lot of money from my, my own savings into developing it, into design, and to bring it online. And it was all working perfectly nice up to the moment we launched it. And then the website was offline for a complete week. Everything was dark. And I'm not a developer myself. And I was just like really sitting in front of the PC every night. Wow. I couldn't work. I was just like always waiting to react to what my developers would send me as an email. And I couldn't sleep because it was destroying my business. Everything went down brutally. Um, and being not able to, to develop, I was just able to sit and wait. So I was watching all those um, different kind of series online and, and um, also on TV, just like all the movies and I could get. Um, not because I wanted it, because I was just like, was not able to sleep. And I was like, it, I was depressive. It was a very, very big, bad time. And, and it took, even after that week when it got relaunched again, um, we still had so many issues where... The simple things didn't work anymore on the website. And they all worked in the um, developing phase in the, on the developer server. So it was all good until to the moment we launched. And it took several months to get out of that. 
And I've read an article, and I forgot actually who it was. Uh, it might have been Steve Jobs, but um, or someone else very popular. And he told in that article, he shared his experience, and um, he said that every entrepreneur is going to drive his business against a wall sooner or later. This is part of it. it it's this is the, like running a business. It's always those up and downs, and sooner or later you just simply ruin it. And he explained exactly what I was going through: that you are just like paralyzed, sitting there to take action or like reaction. Like you wait for something that you can do something that you can reply on that. And he said that's very normal, and you need to go through this process. But sooner or later, you need to get active yourself. And um, that's like what happened to me after a couple of weeks. It took for sure four, five, six weeks until this really depressive phase. But in the middle of the night at 4 a.m., um, I got up. I couldn't sleep anymore. I went to the computer and I wrote an email. And that email, um, I can't even tell what that email was exactly about. I, I guess it was something with developing and finding maybe new developers or something like that. But just like getting active got me out of that phase and getting active myself and, and, and yeah, and getting up again onto my own f um, feet and to, to work on travel dudes and solve the situation. And, and now it's fine. It's, it, it was a very good lesson. I, I, I wish somehow I would, I would have not done it, but I think it, um, it helped me a lot. And thank you for sharing so openly and honestly about that struggle because I think we've all, we can all relate uh, to some degree. It might not be the exact same situation or circumstance, uh, but we can all relate about that uh, depression, uh, that anxiety, the lack of sleep, etc. I know with my conferences, when I, uh, like the night before, the few nights before, there's so much to do and I feel so overwhelmed and I feel like, ah, oh, there's no one to help me. But uh, it all comes through and uh, you look, look, look back at it and say, why was I so stressed out, you know, it ended up working out. So thank yeah, you for sharing. And I think also like, I mean, I, that was now like a business um, part of life, but I'm pretty sure that um, a lot of people out there also have a similar issue in the private life. And I'm happy that I haven't had that because I think that's even worse. Um, but I think it, um, the, it's, it's the same. You have to, at some point, you have to go first through the depressive phase, but at some point you need to get active again and take yourself out of that situation. Um, so it, it works everywhere in private and business life. Absolutely, and I think um, you know when you go through those tough times, you can uh, learn a lesson, and then you can actually help others because uh, everyone, no matter what you do, are uh, going to go through ups and downs. It's just a part of this life we're living in. So, Melvin, uh, tell us about um, uh, your your website now. Uh, uh, what is the the focus in terms of the social travel, the guidebooks? Uh, you talked a little bit about how it's different from a uh, a, t a typical travel blog, but give us more details about the travel dudes. What are the main themes and topics? Um, well, travel dudes, it's it's really like a lot of things in one website. Be like I said, it, I started it as a travel diary. Then it got a kind of a guidebook, but community already with travel tips and um, written by a community. <coughs> mm. Sorry, and. Um, with the last relaunch, we really created the social travel platform inside of it. So everyone can really upload their own travel experience and everything gets the right away published in the social travel platform. And uh, my team and I decide and, and um, are looking for the best articles, the best quality articles, 
and we re-edit them and then move them also into the guidebook. So you've got the button at the top and you always you can always switch between guidebook and social travel. And social travel also include the, the, the tweets of people. And also there, everyone can get into those kind of, of um, social travel section just by using hashtag smartly, um, which is always the hashtag travel and then the destination or the category. So it could be um, the hashtags travel, food, Germany. Or it could be currywurst or I don't know what, or pizza in Italy, um, but always in combination with the hashtag travel. And um, yeah, because like, um, I mean, we really focus on, on community posts. And so it's like really from traveler to traveler, that is like very important. But on the other side, we also look for quality when we move them into the guidebook. And I think that's also like um, what we, and every article get promoted on Twitter. And we've got like over 260,000 followers on Twitter. So we really can give some good value back on that. And we're happy to provide this value back um, because as a community, you can't sadly pay for those articles you get, but we still value them. Um, and that's like where we can give this value back. And the, the value of a tweet is actually even bigger, the advertised value than the article itself, but we are happy to provide it um, back on, on, on the different levels. And um, yeah, and, and, and to see just like the, the general idea where we started with travel dudes is really um, to, to share the passion for travel and travel tips. I mean, that's still like the biggest focus. And um, we, we travel also like, um, well, I travel myself from, from time to time, uh, obviously not all the time when running a business, but I've also got a team of content creators. So we, we travel the world, we, we produce content ourselves, we create videos, which you can also um, find on YouTube and um, our Facebook page. So we have money fun activities all around the world and we share those as well with our followers. But we, it's, it's not just that, we want also that our followers and other travelers share their own. Awesome, so if someone is listening and watching this interview and they wanted to become a contributor uh, to uh, submit something for the website, what are the guidelines or criteria uh, to filter um, who gets in? They have none. <laughs> um, okay. You just need to travel and have fun. Or, I mean, like, what even like with travel, you can even share what's around your neighborhood. If you're an expert for local travel, I mean, uh, that's fine. What we are not looking for is that someone is on the website just like promoting themselves. So it's, we, we are not looking for self-advertising. Um, but if you really take care of, of helping other travelers with your experience, you're more than welcome to join. And then we are making sure that you also get some good um, promotion and exposure. Is there a certain uh, amount of words you're looking for? Or, uh, for example, can you... Uh Duplicate content, like for example, I have my own blog, can I just copy paste it or modify it, adjust it? Uh, tell us more about uh, that in terms of the number of words and also about uh, duplicate content. Well, for us, it's important that we don't want to become like a link farm or like the next TripAdvisor. So we are looking for a bit more content than just like a couple of characters and just like um, maybe I had that once, like someone wrote an article, top 10 things to do in blah, blah, blah. And then it was just like listing three and everything else you could find beneath a link. That's something we can't really publish um, because it's not really helping um, the traveler unless it gets links. And, and we, we, like I said, we don't want to become a link farm. So an article should have minimum around 400, 500 words. Um, actually, it's better when we talk about 800 up to 1,500. And, and that's like where 
really good quality content you, you can find. And that's like where we would even publish and promote it far more than everything else. Um, with, with content, I mean, also there, I mean, I don't really mind duplicate content. I don't see why duplicate content is, uh, is suddenly a bad content because it's the content itself makes, which makes it good or bad. Obviously, search engines love um, unique content, so I always recommend to, to keep it or change it and to make it unique. Or That's definitely what, what I prefer, but it's, it's also not a complete mess. Awesome. So there's some criteria. I mean, uh, you don't want to have link farms. Yeah. You don't want to have uh, uh, just like the. I, I, I'm glad you mentioned that too because a lot of people do that kind of as a trick to get people to their own site. Here, read the first three and then click on the uh, link to see the next seven. Uh, so uh, well, I'm happy to, to provide like um, traffic also to others, but um, right. that it must really fit. And obviously, only with good quality articles you you position yourself somewhere, and then you can also forward um, the traffic to others. Yeah, totally understand. Uh, so if people um, um, want to submit, uh, what do they do? Uh, do they just go to the website and click submit, or is the uh, application, et cetera? What, what's the process? Well, there's a regi registration button, and you just register. You can use an email. You can use your social accounts. And um, then after that, you get a, an email um, which you need to confirm, and that's pretty much it. And then you've got your profile, and you click on your profile image, and then you, there's a section to add content. And after that, it's, it's like just like a couple of fields. Um, to fill as those out as best as possible. It's, it's a few fields, but every field makes a lot of um, sense for the usability of the website. So it's important to maybe also read the text maybe beneath it if you have questions. I know there's always like a lot to ask for, but it, it makes the site really work far better like that. Otherwise, we've got a team of editors who also help you with that. And um, at that moment, you, you click on Submit, and it fills up. Um, yeah, we, we get a message, we get a confirmation and, and, and uh, notification, and then we work on that and move it into the guidebook. Awesome. So tell us about the business model itself. Um, it's one thing to start a travel blog, a travel magazine, a travel site such as yours. Whole other ballgame to monetize. And again, I'm sure you've gone through ups and downs with the whole income generation side of things. Tell us about um, some of the major ways that you personally am able to, are able to monetize the site and uh, yeah, which ones uh, have worked and which ones haven't? Well, it, it's very, um, well, there are many ways, but um, what really worked for us, we have um, also like created a second business, I Ambassador, which is a marketing agency. So we created the whole business around professional travel bloggers. Um, this was like um, founded by my business partner, Keith Jenkins, who's also a travel blogger, Velvet Escape. And he realized that actually the travel bloggers, that's like five, six years ago, that we do more than the typical journalists. Instead of just like writing one article, we write one article up front. We do the live promotion during the travels itself. And we write a couple of articles afterwards. And we realized actually we run so marketing campaigns. So we, we work with a lot of destinations. Um, we, and we create our own campaigns. And that's like very important for us. We don't run any press trips. We, we want to be part of the itinerary and forming and organizing the itinerary because we know what works. I always like to say that travel blogging, especially professional travel blogging, is same, same, but different to the um, traditional media and what they have done in the past. And they're like little tiny things which you need to change to make it successful for, um, for professional travel blogging. So we run those marketing campaigns very, very successfully. 
And that's the way we get also paid. It's also as travel dudes because we are also part of those kind of campaigns um, with our bloggers, ourselves, or maybe as a media partner. And that's also what we do with travel dudes. Like um, if it's like smaller campaigns and if there's like destinations who were simply really good and really nice and they believe in digital media, which everyone should do by now. There's print media is only read by 4% of the people by now. Um, but yeah, we uh, create videos, we produce content, articles, and I'm sorry, I don't know if you can hear my son, but he's like, um, I've got a home office and he's like having a friend shouting at the bottom uh, downstairs. It's all good. Uh, you know, I'm a dadpreneur as well, a digital nomad dad. I got three kids and we're traveling with them so I can actually relate and I'll just actually uh, show you one of them. If you're watching this, you'll be able to see my daughter here. There's, there's my son and daughter. So, uh, if you're just listening to this on iTunes, you won't be able to see that. So make sure you watch the video to see the kids in there. The little, uh, uh, they, they did a little video bombing, <laughs> video bombing into the, uh, um, into the video. And uh, on Melvin's, they did a little sound bombing. So Melvin, yeah. uh, you're well established in terms of uh, becoming an authority um, uh, travel website. What is your vision going forward? Uh, where would you like to see this website, uh, Travel Dudes, go in the next one, two, five, ten, twenty years? I don't know if you have a twenty-year projection or a ten or five, but tell us where you see the future hold for TravelDudes.org. Yeah, that is a tough one. Um, I mean, I definitely have still like many plans in mind how to change the the website to make it um, bigger and and better. Um, I won't go into details here yet. Um, but I mean, there's always something to do, but like on a bigger goal, I must really say I'm, I'm just going with the, with the flow and, and see where it takes us. Um, I think it, what is very important and, and that's like what I do um, regularly is like um, if it's still like the thing, the business I want to run, why I've stopped actually my former life and my travel agent days. Um, I think it's very important that um, what you do is it should always keep a lot of passion involved and a lot of fun, um, but it can turn any way. And as long I'm 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 happy with it, I go for it. And I'm um, just like a couple of months ago, weeks ago, I was like, uh, I was at the and it also like again questioning myself, and I said, you know what? It, it would be no problem actually to run this business um, like with two full days of work full time, like long, long days, and the rest just like four with four hour days. But I realized I can't do that because I'm so passionate and it's so much fun doing and running travel dudes that I realized even like for the other days where I could work less, I simply can't because I'm I'm, I'm loving what what we do. Um, awesome, Melvin. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about your business. Uh, you know, uh, to end off here, I'd love to hear some about your travels because you started off as a traveler and then you started a business around it. Uh, but tell us about some of your favorite travel cities and countries and destinations in the world so far. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there's like some destinations which really got me. I mean, in general, I think travel always, every destination is awesome. It's always up to you what you make out of it. Um, I've been once to Croatia, which was horrible, but I know it was my own experience because everyone I tell that about says, what, really? Croatia is awesome. And I know Croatia is awesome, so I need to go, go back there to make a better uh, experience. Um, from my favorite experiences, I mean, I, I travel to South Africa nearly once a year because I simply love it. 
Um, I love Tanzania with um, for safari, but also like from the people and everything outside there. Um, Havana is one of my favorite cities, cultural wise, and the, meeting those people and well, was really good. I loved Laos, um, but oh yeah, I mean there's so many destinations. Seriously, it's 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 those kind of lists is always just like adding and adding. Um, I couldn't stop really when when we talk about traveling to different spots. Absolutely, and me as well. You know, I, I love those pl places you mentioned. Uh, uh, South Africa, especially, it's one of my favorite countries in the world, and I feel it's so underrated. Not, not many people go there. Uh, not many people talk about it. But yeah, South Africa is definitely near the top of my list as well. Uh, so yeah, Melvin, just, uh, yeah, for four weeks yeah. on a road trip, and um, yeah, like I said, I've been so many times before, and uh, it was awesome. It was simply stunning. I can really recommend anyone to travel there. And it's, I think, in general, I think. Um, it might be that South Africa, some people think, oh, man, that's like maybe dangerous or this and that. And there are many other destinations similar. And I cannot just really assure it, it's definitely different. Um, I had an amazing time. I felt safe. But that's um, I've met amazing people there, very friendly people, and had a great time. Yeah, I feel the same way. You know, I, I wrote a, quite a few blog posts about this, even on social media, emphasizing how beautiful it is, how safe it is. I mean, a lot of people have this incorrect stereotype that it's a, it's a dangerous country with dangerous cities, but it's so far from the truth. Yeah. So, Melvin, uh, tell us about um, your website in terms of, uh, you know, we've mentioned it obviously a few times already, but if people wanted to, uh, once again, go to your site, um, to find out more info, to maybe submit an article, uh, and also follow you all over the place on social media. You mentioned your big Twitter following, uh, Instagram following, Facebook, etc. Uh, so tell us about the links and the social media that they can uh, connect you with, connect with you by. It's always Travel Dudes, and you'll find us as Travel Dudes everywhere. So the website is traveldudes.org or .com. Um, I, it's also on traveldudes.de and TV, and um, on YouTube you find us as Travel Dudes TV. Um, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on on Twitter, on Facebook, it's always Travel Dudes. So, and that's why very important. It's dudes, so it's several. It's not just like me or my team. It's really all of us. Absolutely, and I consider myself a travel dude as well. And I'll make sure I'll submit something so I can be part of awesome. your community. Awesome. So, uh, you know, if you're uh, listening, watching, highly recommend, you know, uh, connecting uh, with Melvin here um, on traveldudes.org.com. Uh, make sure you submit something so you can be part of that community he's been talking about uh, to give advice and tips and uh, inspire more people to travel this beautiful world we all live in. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>